All right, welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast. I'm your show host, Maxim Seguin, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, a company that is on a mission to help 10,000 people get lean, thrive, and reduce their risk of chronic illnesses by 2033 and a million by 2050. I believe that having a fit, healthy body in mind is the foundation to living an incredible life, and this is what little show will give you if you choose to listen and implement. Enjoy the episode and have a great day. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, we have a Fit Vegan success story. I am joined by Fit Vegan superstar, Dr. Dan. Dan, how are you doing today, man? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Good as always. Happy to be here with you, Maxime. Awesome. I was going to say good morning, but people are going to be listening in the morning, but we're recording at nighttime. Time yeah. is relative. Yes. So just for the people to, to know, like when I, I look at your chart from your highest to your lowest point, you lost roughly around 21 pounds mm -hmm. of shifting your body composition. You went from 18.5% body fat down to 15, which is great because we got some really, really great ab outline in, in those photos. Those great, great photos. So I'm excited to dive into your story, who you are and kind of how the journey was for you, because a lot of like, I mention this every podcast, but a lot of people think that the people that we work with have nothing else going on besides just working out and eating healthy. And we work with real people that have families, mm -hmm. that have careers, that have other things going on. So do you mind kind of giving us a little background as to who is Dan and what is what is life like? Yeah, sure. So um, um, to begin with, I'm, I'm married, have grown sons, but they're still on the payroll somewhat, so to speak. And uh, <laughs> You know, um, they're in, in school and whatnot. So it's 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 a pretty busy life. I work as a physician and um, it's a it's a full time job, you know, 24 seven, a lot of days of the week and a lot of hours, a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights. And um, so it's just a, a, a pretty demanding lifestyle, but a happy one. Um, and um, I've been really blessed. You know, I'm, I'm presently 58 years old and um, in my early 40s started taking my own advice that I was giving to patients for a long, long time about health and fitness and diet and uh, started running and, you know, getting more into physical fitness and making that a priority, which up to that point in my life, a lot of, like a lot of people, you know, that took uh, second place toward just getting through your day and raising your kids and, and, you know, doing your job. And, um, but I started to feel the slide like a lot of people do when you're in those late thirties, early forties. And, started listening to my own advice that I was giving other people all the time, started employing that. So I got really kind of just for, for a time, a good decade or more into running was kind of my passion and really enjoyed that for a lot of years. Um, but despite that, you know, it hit those plateaus and uh, stopped seeing gains in my fitness, even some, you know, minor injuries and things like that due to long distance running and, um, and yeah. just genetics kicking in, family history of heart disease and hypercholesterolemia and you know, such things as that. Um, so I, I saw those kind of coming down the pipeline at me and I thought I, I got to really do something here. So, so about five years ago, uh, wh whereas a lot of my family members are taking statins to control their cholesterols, I, I'm a stubborn, stubborn guy. And I, I, I'm like, I don't want to take drugs, you know? So I, I invested in the whole food plant-based diet. Um, and that really did it. I dropped my cholesterol, kid you not, like 80 or a hundred points, you know, just, wow. just with that alone and, and not adjusting my running regimen, just sticking with it. But then again, started getting into some injuries. So I, I the exercise kind of went backward a little bit and I started putting out a little bit of weight and yeah. 
you know, already being committed to the whole food plant-based diet, I thought, well, gosh, you know, what can I do now? You know, what can I do to get myself back on track and see continued good health, not just just stabilization? I mean, I want to get healthier. And yeah. I came across the Fit Vegan infor information and kind of was observing the podcasts and uh, the social media posts and um, decided that, that that sounded right for me and for my lifestyle, you know, so decided to go all in on that. So I reached out, of course, to you and um, started implementing that. I, I think we first connected last May, about eight months ago, yeah. and then um, dialed into the program in June of last year. So it's been about seven months. And um, it's it's been really rewarding to say the least. You know the results are there. Um, I was telling my wife earlier today that I'm grateful to be able to do this podcast because I I feel so strongly that this program has done so much for me mentally, spiritually, physically. On I mean, name a level, it's done it yeah. for me. And so I feel an obligation to really share this information with whoever wants to listen because hey, if I can do it anybody can do it. And that's a fact. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. And we'll definitely dive into like the nuances of your journey and how that was. Um, I'm a very curious person. So I'm just I'm curious, curious to ask, like you mentioned, there was kind of this transition point of I started to implement the things that I was telling my patients. Yeah. How how did that feel? And what was the click that was like, oh, shit, I should do it, too. Yeah, you know, it's just, I don't know if there was really a moment, but it, I just remember my, my sons were teenagers at the time. And I, you know, you're a young guy in your thirties and you can just do whatever and recover. And, you know, it, I was probably my early forties and I was playing uh, football with my kids and uh, young men. And I thought, man, I'm winded and they're just going. And I know I'm not going to keep up with teenagers, but I, thought, I can do better than this. And yeah. that was a moment where I thought, okay, you're, you're literally getting out of shape, you know? Yeah. And, and um, I, I've always practiced what I preached, but not at a level that took my personal goals to a, the next level, you know? Yeah. And that's what really did it for me. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to feel strong. I wanted to feel healthy. And, the, and it's just by nature that given what I do, taking care of people and their health and trying to coach them up in how to live their lives and how to be the strongest they can be and achieve you know, present health and future health. You know, I just hear, had heard those words echoing my head and I, all right, you got to walk the walk. I mean, I already was, but I wanted to go next level with it. And that's, yeah. that's what really did it for me. Yeah. So you, you meant, you had mentioned in your journey that you basically went whole food plant base, mm -hmm. lowered your cholesterol. And then you basically went, you were using running as kind of your means of exercise then there were some injuries from running, which again, very typical. It's hard not to get injured the longer you run, like something's going to happen at one point. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. then start putting the weight back on and then found me. So were you strength training when you were running back then, or were, was it when you started the program that that's when you implemented strength training again? Yeah. It's a good question. I, I, I only strength trained as much as I need to, needed to, as much okay. as I had to right? to, to be able to run. So it's yeah. never really been a priority in terms of of making gains with strength training or having better health as a consequence of strength training. I've really never invested myself that way. Um, I had done some some hit training and some body weight exercises, some lightweight training, but nothing that was really as organized in in the way that the Fit Vegan program is. It, it's it's very structured. 
And yeah. I'm the type of person that responds to the structure. You give me a template, I'll follow it, you know? And, and so, yeah, I had been doing some strength training, but it was, it was pretty ad hoc, just kind of did, did what felt good and what was easy, you know, that kept me from trying to get injured <laughs> with my running. Yeah. yeah. No, I love as you shared, like a lot, a lot of people who work with are type A. We don't, we don't have mm -hmm. people that are not type A in the program because usually they don't resonate to the podcast and kind of how I speak. So I'm happy that you resonated the, the structure. So I'm curious to know what were some of the changes that you noticed when you started strength training more consistently compared to when you were just focusing on running? That's a, yeah. Well, the, the biggest thing that I noticed was um, that, it, again, I don't want to keep bringing it back to this, but the running is just something I love. I mean, I love, yeah. I know some people hate it. Some people love it like everything else. And I just, I love it. I love being outside and everything that goes along with it. And so to answer your question, what I found the strength training did is that what I, what I had been doing without serious strength training is I'd run, get injured, take a break, run, get injured, take a break and so on down the line over and over again. And um, that's the definition of insanity, right? As they say. Yeah. So the once I implemented the strength training program, the the one of the things that really caught me about about two months into the program, I thought, man, by now I would have been injured at least once or twice, and I had no injuries. Yeah. You know that that stabilization of the joints in the back and the places that were kind of rough spots, I think yeah. that the strength training really helped to fortify those areas to withstand, you know, the 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 running. Um, I don't do long distance anymore, but it made it so that I remained injury free. That was one thing. And then the other thing is it just, you know, you just feel stronger. You, you can, it's, it's hard to articulate. I'm sorry to say, but I, you just, you can feel it, you know, yeah. when you feel healthy, you know, and I was feeling healthier and feeling like guys, I'm not only feeling healthier, but on my way toward feeling even healthier than that. There was a trajectory that I could yeah. sense and, and really feel and, um, still do. And uh, that was very encouraging and helpful at yeah. the time because it, it just fuels the fire. Yeah. It's, um, I try to describe it to people as well, the feeling you're talking about, but there's just like a tightness in your body that you're just like, I, can, I feel like I can lift a car. I can't, but I feel like I can, right? Mm -hmm. There's just like a, this tightness in the muscle in a good way. Um, mm -hmm. That's very, it's a very good sensation. The more you strength train more consistently. Um, yeah. I'm happy to hear that the amount of injuries reduced because, I think we talked about this maybe on a group call or, or at some point, but people think that to get better at running, to go faster and longer, they need to do more running. But, you know, you've done races. It's never your lungs that are the issue at the end of a race, right? It's always your legs. Your legs are dead. You can't push more. And so by adding strength training, yeah, it reduces risk of injury. But ultimately, like, did you notice that you were a little bit faster, a little bit more efficient at running? I was. I noticed that I had a little bit more endurance, which was funny because you know, in my mind, it's always, if you want more endurance, you push yourself harder with, with the training, with the intervals or with the distance or the pace or whatever. And I found that I was, I was absolutely running less mileage, but could run more, you know, or, yeah. or stronger, you know, I, and I, that gets into the whole, you know, okay, you're developing the slow twitch muscle fibers and more mitochondria and which you're familiar with, but, and all of that, but, which is true, but I never really pursued that avenue of fitness not in that way but i definitely yeah. observed it yeah and your photos are great i was just trying to think like you made me think of clark kent because you have your glasses on some of your photos <laughs> and I, I was just like um 
because Coach Sarah sent me your photos. She's like, Dan's doing really well. And I look at the photos. I'm like, God damn. And then Ivy passed by. I'm like, look at his back. He looks so jacked. Like one of your photos, your back pose. I'm like, holy shit. Look at the muscle definition. And your abs are coming in. The shoulders are around. The biceps are sticking out. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure your wife was happy. She was like, oh, yeah. It was, it was pretty gratifying. <laughs> you know? I, I, it, I'm such a, you, I guess you wouldn't know far the way I'm talking, but I'm a pretty quiet guy and pretty reserved. And, you know, just even the notion of taking pictures, I was like, oh, man, I don't yeah. want to take pictures, you know. And, and um, but I, like I said, I'm all in. I signed up for the program. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm 100% in. So I'm like, I'll take the pictures, you know, and suck it up. And, and, um, yeah, it, it was it was kind of kind of wild. I I have more of that, as they say, you know, ectomorph kind of body. It's really hard for me to gain muscle, really, and my entire life. And so to see some definition and getting muscles in areas where I never had muscles, it, that that's just the proof is in the pudding. You know that that shows the program works. When it, when a guy like me can put on a little bit of muscle in areas where he hasn't in you know fifty eight years, that that's saying a lot. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty in whole food plan based too, which is the other part. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Without using, you know, the, the, what, what you, you call like, the, the, the plant-based meat substitutes and things like that, you know, those, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not my way. And, um, and doing it with, with plant-based eating is, is it's just that again, next level healthy, right? Yeah. Did you, how, um, like, obviously I want to talk about your journey, but I'm very curious as to how it changed your practice. Did you find that you showed up differently with your patients or kind of shared different information to them now that you were going through your own journey? Absolutely. I mean, I think in medicine, you can't help that. It's not about, it's really not about you when you're dealing with your patients. It's all about them. But at the same time, you can't help but see successes and failures that you yourself have had and certainly other patients over so many years of practice, you've seen what people have done that have worked for yeah. that type of person and for that type of person. And so over the years, you kind of coalesce all that data into, okay, well, this person's here with me and they're presenting with this kind of a lifestyle and they like they have these things that they like and these things that they don't like, and you can kind of individualize it. But having yeah. said that, when my patients are asking me, you know, what they're they're at an end point. They're saying, what about, I've tried everything. What is it I should do? I can't help but, you know, speak about what I've learned through the Fit Vegan program in terms of whole food, plant-based eating, coupling that with strength training. And let's not, we haven't even touched on this yet, but the mindset mentality, so critical, you know, being in it with your head as well as your body is so important. So yeah, I have seen that spill over into my practice and I've shared it with a lot of patients. And I'll give you one example of that. I was actually at the gym uh, about two weeks ago and a, a, a patient of mine, I, I saw there, which, you know, you never know if a patient wants to see you in public, whether they're going to be, you know, like, yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but happily this, this patient of mine was, was really happy to see me and came and said, Hey, I just got to tell you, you know, that I, 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 I didn't go all plant-based, but I did these changes with my diet in terms of whole food, plant-based eating. And they dropped the, the 15, 15 pounds that they were looking to lose. They couldn't lose for the last five years. And it was over the course of about four months. They dropped boom, 15 pounds like that. So they approached me in the middle of the gym just to come up and say, thank you for that. So yeah, it's, it does definitely translate. Yeah. It's, it's rewarding, right? The kind of... yeah, you you want to help people, right? And that's the whole yeah. idea is get them to be, feel good about themselves to live healthy, happy lives and have longevity with vitality. 
have that have that vigor, you know, as you as you age. Yeah, I want to talk about mindset because you brought it up. But I, I'd mm -hmm. first love to have the picture of where was where was Dan at the beginning of the program? Where was Dan physically, mentally, and from a health wise? And where are you at now? And then we can kind of like explore the journey together. Yeah. Yeah. From a mindset mentality, um, I, I just sort of take the mindset for granted up to this point. You just, I, I am who I am. I'm a strong, I consider myself a strong person. I consider myself a person who can be, be disciplined. That doesn't translate into a healthy mindset necessarily. And looking back on it, I had a, I had a, a good approach, but I think that my, my adaptive behaviors that I learned to employ that got me to where I was in life, at mm. some point, many of them became maladaptive. Like um, an example is that that kind of driving dedication or discipline at some point in, in the last few years became a point of negativity for me, where if I wasn't reaching or achieving the standards that I had set for myself, I'd beat myself up for it. You know, and that that that's something that's very insidious. You know, it's very motivating in one way, but in most ways, my experience is that's very negative and it's not healthy. Yeah. So uh, with with the help of my coach and with some of the like the books that you had recommended, if I I don't I don't know if you mind me mentioning a specific book in particular, but when I first yeah. signed up for the program, you mentioned the book The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Yeah. And that 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 was big. You know, I I it was very very helpful to me, and then. But with as far as the the setting the standards and beating myself up for not making the mark, um, I came to the realization along the continuum in the in the in the practice of the the fit vegan program that um, perfectionism is not the same thing as getting results. You know, perfectionism is is not a good thing, at least not for me. You know, yeah. and coming to terms with I don't need to be perfect. I just need to make my best effort every day and have the the ability to give myself the grace to comp not to compromise, but to, but to make adjustments as I go along and be happy in that moment with what I can achieve right now, giving my best. But if it's not what was on the agenda for that day, or I had to move my workout to another day or cut it short because I had to get to work or leave the gym. Um, I, I didn't beat myself up for that anymore. It's very liberating. So that's the kind of freedom that you get with, good discipline and that's one of the things that i learned in terms of mindset was was that that perfectionism isn't really what i'm after i'm looking at i'm looking at becoming the best version of myself yeah and i'm sure you see it with your patients as well right you will have recommendations for them and a lot of the time the thing that will prevent them from moving forward is they think that they knew they need to do it perfectly and they won't do it until they can or want to and then therefore they do nothing for the most part and yeah. You can only step forward from where you are. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's an important realization to make you, 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 you want to, it's important to set goals. It's important to set standards and it's important to set up markers so you can knock them down as you go along. But there, there are many different pathways to accomplish that, that are good if you have the right mindset. And so this program, you know, that mindset mentality, huge, huge. When did that shift for you in a journey? Was it like, just for, for the people listening, was it like day one? Was it month two? Kind of when did you feel the, the biggest change? I think it happened in, in two big s s moments that I can recall. Like I said, the very first month I read The Big Leap and that yeah. helped a lot, you know? And um, so that, that got me on the way toward making that recognition. 
about the mindset and not setting myself up for um, problems. And then it, the, the second one was actually pretty late. Let me think it was about four months into it where I had a week where, you know, we do these weekly check-ins that are fantastic. By the way, the accountability on that is just amazing. You get this great introspection is, yeah, how did I do this week? What was my weight? What was, how many hours of sleep did I get? You know, that weekly check-in is huge. Um, but in one of the weekly check-ins, I was sharing how something at work plus um, travel had just blown up everything that I had planned. And I had this, I just, an offhanded remark to my coach about how, yeah, but I was totally okay with that. You know, yeah. I was totally okay with it. It didn't. And six months ago, it would have wrecked me. And she, yeah. Coach Sarah picked up on that. And really we had a a one-on-one -on -one conversation about that, that she kind of teased that out in a little greater depth and pointed out, you know, here's what you said. And yeah. um, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. And it, the light bulb went off, you know? Yeah. Did you, did you find, cause what I found throughout the years, and again, we're, I have to re kind of check our numbers, but I think 750 plus people now that, that we've coached and we helped transform. There's obviously patterns that people kind of go through as they go through, through their transformation. Um, one of them is when there is that, that I say limiting belief, but that self-sabotage of like, oh my God, I wasn't perfect. I messed up. Then mm -hmm. people will go off track because they're like, well, I screwed up. So therefore I'm just not going to go on track or I'm going to stay off track for an extended period of time before I come back on. So I think a lot of your success was due to you not beating yourself up and kind of learning that lesson. But second is also your ability to get back on track as fast as possible. Meaning you didn't wait till like next Monday or the next month or the next quarter or the next year to get back on it. Mm -mm. No, I agree with that. I think that, you know, the ability to the resilience that you learn you know, is, is applicable as well. And it does, it, it makes you resilient, but the good thing is that I, I didn't have to invent all that. I didn't have to do all that myself. That burden wasn't on my shoulders it, as it has been before I've been in a program like this, you know, it was on my shoulders. That yeah. was, that was laid out for me. All I had to do was open my app back up, kind of scroll through some of the messages from some of the fit vegan community, you know, that, that, that great rapport you have with the texting every day and all of that. And they, that kind of lifts you up, get you refocused. You flip over to what your program is for the next day and go, okay, I'm going to do that, that, and that tomorrow. And it, I, I, it took the burden of having to reinvent that all the time away from me. And I just had to follow the, the program. Did you find that helpful to not have to get reconfigure everything every time? Oh, absolutely. That's because it takes, it takes time and energy and headspace. And you know how that is at the end of the day, it's, it's, you're tired, you know, you're kind of beat from, you know, let's, let's say you're fortunate enough to get up at four 30 that morning and head to the gym before work. And then you have a full day of work and you come home and you got X, Y, and Z you got to do. And then if you have to reinvent that, that night, and I don't know about it. I can't speak to anybody else, but I, I'm, I'm, toast at that point. I, I, I just don't yeah. have it in me, you know, and I, I'm really, all right, we'll think about that in the morning, you know, and, and um, I didn't have to go that route, which I've historically done in the past. It was just sitting there waiting for me here, Dan, do this. Okay, good. I can do that. Made it yeah. easy. So, so obviously there was a lot of tools that were helpful for you. I'm curious, what would, what would you say was the time that was the most challenging for you in the program and how did you overcome it? Um, Gosh, that's a great question. I didn't find any one time that was, you know, overwhelmingly challenging. I think it's just when life gets in the way, the two things that come to mind, there were two times, um, usually around travel. 
I know that a lot of the members have travel issues with their work and, um, you know, many people have incredibly busy jobs where you're, you're traveling to, you know, Cuba or to Europe or just heck, I don't know, across the Wisconsin border, but it travel, it really does make it a little more challenging, you know, yeah. when you're going out of, out of town for 10 days, you know, to, to be able to plan and, um, to um, be comfortable again with not having the perfectionism. Of, oh my gosh, I've got these exercises at the gym that I have to do, and I've got this meal plan that I've got to follow. All right, well, I don't have a gym like I do here at home. I've got a hotel gym. I'm going to take my exercise bands. I'm going to do some body weight exercise and whatever weights they got. That's where I'm going to go. And again, I'm okay with that. And then, yeah. all right, I'm going to seek out some plant based restaurants. I'll take the food with me that I can. Yeah. Um, but you gotta, you gotta be willing to make some, some very hard, but good compromises and do the best thing you can in terms. Of, so I think that the travel was a challenging spot. And I, I just overcame that by preparatory work and, and accepting that I'm going to do the best I can with what I got, where I am right now. You know, I, I, one of the things you had mentioned on one of your, your uh, group calls was there's always something better on the menu. You know, yeah. if you're, if you're at the restaurant, and they don't have, you know, this plethora of uh, plant-based options. There's always something there that's good, and there's usually something that's better. And if you look at it that way, you can you can make the tough choice on the road to nine times out of ten, I would guess. So that yeah. that was one one was that, and then certainly work. When work gets in the way, you know, you, you just you do what you got to do for work and and work around it. I, what what I got used to later in the parts of the program that I, that I really struggled with early on was moving the, moving my workout from yeah. Wednesday to Thursday, you know, which is not a type A thing to do, but that, that actually was very liberating. There was a lot, a lot of freedom that came with that too. I still, I still got my workouts in. It just yep. was on different days and that's okay. Yeah. And that's why we don't make you or anyone work out six, seven days a week because you miss a day, you're screwed. You don't have any wiggle room, but if you train right. three, four, max five days a week, then Hey, you have from two to three to four days that you can just completely not work out, but still be able to get the job done for the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would just about the hotel room. It's always a surprise in there. Maybe a 20 pound dumbbell. Maybe you get 60 pound dumbbells. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's true. You just got to do the best you can. You know, I think it's a matter of you, it, you just got to be honest with yourself. Am I really, am I really giving my best effort today with what, with what I got? Like, oh, yeah. I got a hotel gym. I'll just pass. Well, no, yeah. you know, half measures get half results, you know? And so that's, that's, that commit speaks to that commitment. When you commit, you get results. Yeah. It's being resourceful as well. Like I, I was in Florida and Jacksonville with Ivy and the hotel gym sucked. I think it went up to 15 pounds. I can't do much for 15 pounds. Maybe lateral raises. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and so I found a gym 15 minutes away, little jog there, paid for a membership for a few days, ran back and just, there's, there's always an option. There's always, there's so many gyms nowadays, um, that mm -hmm. have like cheap fees that you can make work. And yeah, you're right. When you look at a menu, like, you know, you know, if you're making the right choice, right. <laughs> you know, when you're ordering it. Well, it's funny because when you went, you went out of town to go to a Tony Robbins. Um, oh yeah. Thing. Those are hectic. <laughs> yeah. And I remember just so you know, that was very helpful because I, we know what that what that encompasses. You're up early, you're up late, but so you're putting in what these 16 hour days. Yeah. And you still you still hit the gym. So I you did. talk about me with my patients, right? 
that's you with your clients. You have that witness too. And that's a very valuable thing in this program is that you walk the walk and you, you, you live that with us, you know, and that's, that's incredibly helpful. Okay. Maxim, he's, he's at the gym after 16 hours with Tony Robbins. I guess I could drag my butt out of bed. Day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Tony doesn't care about time. They call it Tony time <laughs> when you're at an event. It's just sometimes it'll, you'll go till three in the morning and sometimes it's till 10 at night. Just whatever he feels like talking about is how long it goes. Yeah. That's what happens when you're Tony Robbins. You just, you just do whatever you want. Um, no, but I, it, it's really cool for me to hear that because obviously you never know what's going to impact people and members. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's funny that like, when you say like, oh, you said this on a group call, this on a group call, I never know what's going to resonate. I just trying to provide value and kind of speak my truth and kind of how things are. So it's fun to see what lands with you and what lands with people when, mm -hmm. when I, when I share. Um, and yeah, you're right. When, if you're type A, it's very challenging to like, be like, oh, I'm not going to do this workout on Wednesday. I'm going to move it to Thursday. You feel, yeah. you feel like you're cheating a little bit. There's just this part of your soul that just dies because you're like, oh, I didn't do it on the exact date that I was supposed right. to. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we know following the template works. So if you get off template, your mind's telling you, yeah, if you're off template, maybe this won't be, yeah, well, you know, we know it's nonsense. You just got to just do the work when you do it. And, and like you said, do the best you can and be honest with yourself. Yeah. And honestly, even with, with traveling, even with, you know, not eating the most ideal food in certain scenarios when you're traveling or eating to a restaurant, even with missing workouts, even with life happening, you're still able to get amazing results the whole way through. Right. And so it just goes to show to people that like the, the idea of perfection doesn't exist when it comes to fitness. Right. I'd say I'm pretty disciplined. I'm not perfect all the time. I miss my workouts. I delay them sometimes. I procrastinate as well until 8 p.m. at night to do my bike workout. But <laughs> yeah, that's what I did today. I didn't do it this morning. I'm gonna do it this evening after this. But you know, you you kind of delay things. Um, but ultimately, you always get it done, right? That's that's the important part. So I'm curious, what were some of the tools that were the most valuable and helpful for you on your journey throughout the program? Well, definitely the, as I mentioned earlier, the weekly check-in, I, I, I just thought that was kind of perfunctory in the early going, just, just a means of the, the, the coaches to kind of make sure that you're kind of staying on track. What I didn't appreciate and picked up on very quickly is that that was almost a form of, if you will, journaling, you know, yeah. where you, you kind of, I, I, as much as I was writing into it, I was, I was getting that reflection out of it, which I probably would have missed if I wasn't doing that. So that was, I found very helpful. Definitely the, the, um, un unfortunately with my, with my job, my, the, the timing of the, of the group calls, I can't participate live as much as I would like, but the fact that they're recorded and the fact that there's probably more calls that are in that archive than I could listen to over time you can listen you know, to one a day for more than a year for sure yeah and but to have access to those is really helpful because you can just pop it in and you can listen and and kind of like you said you don't know what's gonna what's gonna hit you or when it's gonna hit you but it's definitely better to have the live interaction a hundredfold i mean that some of the I feel like some of the people that I've, I've interacted with on those calls are my friends and they're living in Hawaii and, you know, Nova Scotia and the UP yeah. of Michigan. And, um, and 
the, the camaraderie that you get out of that and the, the, the encouragement you get from the other people is so, so valuable, but having them available in the archive, you know, to listen to off when you, when you aren't, when you're unfortunate where your schedule doesn't allow you to, to join in live, that was really helpful too. Um, and then obviously I, my, my plant-based eating habits, um, were, I would characterize them as good. Like mm -hmm. I, I became functional in my, in my whole food plant-based eating over the course of about five years, but I really wasn't as good as I thought I was, you know, and especially in terms of breaking down the, the macros and really, really learning about nutrition. I, I, um, I've learned a lot about more about nutrition in the, in the first three months of this program than I learned in five years of plant-based eating and surfing the internet and reading books on my own, you know, and that's thanks to, you know, the, the, the menu plan, you know, that, that I found just incredibly helpful, you know, in, especially in terms of hitting the macros, which is so critical. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think when you're figuring it out on your own, at least for me, that was very challenging and difficult. So having the meal plans, to not only use so that you don't have to do it all yourself. Um, so it's laid out for you here. This is a, this is a recipe for success based on your body habitus, your goals and what we're trying to achieve, you know, with your workout program. And so that made it a lot easier. And yeah. what, what I was hoping for and have in fact seen is that by just by doing that and following those meal plans and learning, just learning to cook better. Yeah. I, I, I'm not worried about that anymore. I mean, when, when I graduate from the program, so to speak, you know, and I'm out on my own, I think I got this. And I think I got that from, from working with the meal plans specifically. So that was, those meal plans just made it without oversimplifying, it made it a no brainer. I mean, it, it just here, Dan, do this, cook this stuff, eat this stuff as best you can. You're going to do good. And not only did I have see success, it it I learned. Okay, now I can employ that for the rest of my life, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear me talk about Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid? The analogy? No, I don't no. Think so. That's how I structured the whole program for nutrition. So, but you know who Mr. Miyagi is from Karate Kid? Sure. Right when he's teaching Daniel wax on and wax off, mm -hmm. right? So he's teaching him to wax basically, but ultimately he's teaching him how to block when yeah. he's fighting and and strike after, right? The whole program is structured that way. So by giving you the meal plan and you having to follow it, build it, see how the meals are structured, do the meal prep, it, that's wax on, wax off. So when you're done the program, you know how to block, you know how to strike, you know how to stand on your own two feet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's literally that's literally how I built the program. Is off Karate Kid for nutrition. Yes, that's amazing. Well, that in fact that is exactly what happened in my case. That, I mean, that well done because uh, Mr. Miyagi, because that, that is, exactly <laughs> I'm a Daniel, you can be my sensei. It's all good. Oh yeah. I didn't, was, I didn't, I didn't make a connection. That's great. Yeah. You are Daniel. So that's perfect. It worked. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm curious, like how, how did your nutrition change from before? So I mentioned you, you were running and you're eating whole food plant based and you lost mm -hmm. some weight before. Obviously what we changed this time is you're still running. Um, I know you did a little race not too long ago, but now you're mm -hmm. strength training more consistently. How did your nutrition change in terms of structure from before to now? It's it's just more disciplined, I guess, is one way to put it. It's more organized. I, I kind of just um, previously, I would, for lack of a better way of putting it, I would just wing it. 
You know, I'd yeah. go buy, I'd go stock up on a bunch of veggies and get some tempeh and some tofu. And I would buy like, um, the, the plant-based meats like chicken, you know, or whatever they yeah. are. And that was pretty much a, a staple and I'd make a ton of stir fries with that. And, you know, that kind of eating. And so I, I incorporated a lot of those kind of things, but I, not that they're bad and they're, they're the right for the right person. But for me, when I transitioned away from those kind of, um, processed plant-based foods into the whole, really buying in hundred percent on the whole food, plant-based eating fruits and vegetables, tofu, tempeh, and, um, the oats and, you know, legumes, all of that, where that's really all I'm, I'm basing my, my dietary patterns on. That was huge. That helped, that helped a lot. I learned a, a lot by doing that and felt stronger and healthier because when I, the reason I did it the other way before is because I just felt like I was always struggling to get enough protein, you know, yeah. and, but I, but I wasn't educated enough to really track it the way that I do now. And yeah. so the, the, the menu plans have shown me, here's how you get protein. You can do it this way. That's healthy and safe. And you're not relying on these processed products as much, if at all, you know, to, to accomplish those goals. Um, and that, that's one thing that I learned that, really is a game changer that I'm, I'm really excited about because I get to man, I get to maintain that moving forward. Yeah. That I'll, I'll share a little analogy. Obviously you share it with your patients or whoever you want and for, for the people listening as well. But when it comes to nutrition, the, 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 not say the complaint, but the, the sentence, I am not getting enough protein, right? A lot of people say that, but they don't actually track it or put an emphasis on it. I'll just use this example because that's kind of where I'm at in my life now. Ivy and I are looking to kind of buy a house. You know, I'm going to put money aside for down deposit and all that fun stuff. I've been wanting that. But until I decided that I'm going to create a bank account that I will put a percentage into it every single time I get money, mm -hmm. then it wasn't a tangible goal because I wasn't tracking it, right? I didn't know how much I would have to, to be able to buy the house. It's the same thing with protein. If you don't track it or you don't put an emphasis on it, how do you know how much you're getting? And how do you know how much room you have to, to put towards it? Meaning I'll just use a different analogy. You have a budget every month for your household, right? You got to pay mortgage and bills and food and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. A certain amount of money comes in your most important payment. I'm just going to assume is the mortgage, right? So you got the money for the mortgage, you put it on it and then there's leftover and that's what you live on, right? Mm -hmm. In the nutrition standpoint, the mortgage is the protein and the leftover money is your carbs and fat. So if your mortgage payment, if you have a smaller budget, your calorie decreases, right? Mm -hmm. Your mortgage payment stays the same. So that means you're bringing in less money for the month, but the mortgage payment is the same. That means you have less leftover to do fun shit with it. Right. That's carbs and fat. So protein will always stay the same. Calories decrease. You have less carbs and fat to play with but they're still there. You get to choose how you want to spend it ultimately. Mm -hmm. right? So yeah, just a, it's the most important thing to focus on when you want to shift your body composition. So I'd love to ask you like, what are some of the biggest differences that you've noticed in your body, in your mind and in your health? If you just name two for each that you personally noticed that have changed since you started. Mm -hmm. In the body, definitely. I just feel healthier. You know, I feel stronger, no doubt about it. I mean, I lost, I lost adipose tissue and I gained muscle. Everybody raise their hands who doesn't want to see that happen, you know? Yeah. And, and so it just, it just, I feel healthier and stronger. And, um, so that's the, the body. It's just, it's just 
it's just the the fruits of the program. It's it's unavoidable. If you stick with a program, those th that's what's going to happen. You're going to lose weight and you're going to gain muscle. Period. You're going to and those, but that translates over into better bodily health. With okay, so you're sleeping better, right? Hopefully, you know you're yeah. you've got the sack time. Well, that leads to better immunity, better recovery. Now you can try harder. You can apply a little bit more. It's it's it turns that 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 downward spiral into an upward spiral, you know, of growth, uh, just from the physicality standpoint, the the mindset, as I said, you know, that the, the mindset's just been, it's something that you have to work on, you know, like your body, you have to, you have to apply yourself to your mentality, which isn't always easy. I mean, just like getting up and going yeah. to the gym isn't always easy, but you do it because you know, at the end of the day, you're going to feel better. It's one more building block in, in, achieving your goal, right? The mindset is the same thing. It has to be cultivated. It has to be worked on, but that's not that hard. It's not like I, it, we've talked about this on the, on the group calls. It's not like, oh, I have to meditate. It's like, oh, I get to meditate. You know, yeah. you have to, you have, you, it's, it's how you think about it. So the mindset, turning it around from a negativity mindset to a positivity mindset is I know easy to say, and sometimes hard to do, but the more you do it, the easier it is to do it and the more natural yeah. it becomes. So I've seen this, a greater mental fortitude and um, positivity, which is, which is, you know, really gratifying. And what was the third thing that you wanted? Uh, it's a, a body, health, and mind. Body, health. So we talked about body, mind, and health. Just, well, health has been, it, it's the healthy body lends itself toward just fighting off being sick. You know, I mean, I, I yeah. really, I'm blessed. I, I just have been given a, a, a really good run of good health. I haven't had any changes in my health for the negative. It's all been for the better. The, the cholesterol is coming down, the blood pressure is stable, you know, the health, which is not the norm, right? I mean, yeah. it's most, most people when they're not actively looking at getting healthier, I tell my patients this all the time. Your your health is a responsibility, and you, for the for the most part, it's an oversimplification, but it's very true that you have two choices. You can either work on your health as as a as a job or as a goal or as something that you, is important to you, or you can accept that you will get less healthy over time. Yeah. Period. There's there's, there's no not a good option. Yeah. Yeah. There's and no it's not to pressure people or make them feel guilty. It's just to say that, look, you, you make time for the things that are important to you. And so your, your health has to be that it has to be important to you because no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, I definitely will try to make people feel guilty that are not exercising because I don't have the <laughs> medical board behind me. I can say like, <laughs> make you feel guilty. You guys need to move. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm curious, like I, two more things I'd like to cover with you is I'm curious to know how that impacted um, your relationship with, with your wife and your kids and kind of the household for them to see you go through this transformational journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, you know, I think that, it, you know, having a, having a supportive, you know, partner is so valuable. I mean, there were days, more, many, 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 many days where I came home from work and it was meal prep day and I was just a wash rag and um, my wife is there in the kitchen with me, man. You know, if, if I, if I um, had four meals to, to prep, she'd be like, which one's am I doing? 
you know, and she, she was right there with me. She's not, she's not eating exclusively a whole food plant-based diet, but she eats tons and tons of fruits and vegetables. Um, and yeah. lean, she'll eat some lean animal products, but, but in terms of her support it off the charts, you know, she's, she's really been my biggest cheerleader and biggest supporter. And, and that's extraordinarily valuable because, you know, you're going to, you're going to go about as far as you can with your spouse. You know, if she, yeah. she never dragged me down for a second or questioned me or discouraged me quite the opposite. Um, my sons, I, I have four sons and they're all, um, they're men now. My youngest is 21, but I'll tell you, um, when they were home over the holidays, he, my, my youngest son came up and, and grabbed my arm like that. And he went, Whoa, dad, dad, what's going on here? He's, he's like, you guys, you got a gun in there, you know? And I, I thought that feels pretty good to have your young, your young kid kind of be impressed yeah. that the old man is putting on some muscle, you know, that was pretty, I, I not, I, I don't mean that in any boastful way. Cause that, you know, I just, just to That's have a, feeling. a young guy yeah. like him, you know, kind of mention that tongue in tongue in cheek, but like, wow, dad, way to go, you know? So you yeah. just hope to pass that along to your kids that, that, you know, that one of one of the greatest forms of self-love is to be disciplined, you know, because yeah. you're gifting yourself your future. You know, I, I want to be there down the road and and be there for my kids, you know, for for decades. And um, that 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 discipline, which our society often too all too often looks at as kind of, well, that's that's kind of a negative thing and it's hard. And you know, discipline is just self-love. You're, you're giving yourself the best gift that you can. So yeah, it's been. I think it's been really good for my for my family to to see what I've committed to and seen the results that have yeah. come out as a consequence of that. So it's, it's as far as providing witness. I mean, they may not at this juncture of time be whole food plant based, but they've seen what it does. They yeah, they have a strong influence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a great yeah. witness to them. So I think it's been very positive in in the home in my in my personal life. Beautiful. Well, that was good praise for your wife. I hope she's listening to this in the other room. <laughs> well, I tell her, trust me. She, she yeah. knows. She's, she's pretty great. All right. Now all that's left is for you to play a game of football against your son. So you can kind of catch up to this memory where you're out of breath and then show them how it's done. That's right. <laughs> um, would love to end on words of wisdom. So obviously you've, you've been through the program. You've got incredible results. And we just mm -hmm. covered your, your whole journey. So the people that are listening... You know, we have people that are in the program right now or the people that are about to start the program soon or people that are on their own journey of transformation. Yeah. And so yeah. what are some some words of wisdom or advice that you can share with them with you having been through it? I, well, I I know that it's kind of cliche to say this, but the, 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 the best advice I could give is pretty simple. And that is literally trust the process. You know, if, if you're in on this program and and this is not just me that I've talked with the other members, some of the other members, right? Personally. And if you trust the process and you, you don't put the kind of pressure on yourself to be perfectionist, but you're honest with yourself and you make the honest effort, you're going to get results and you're going to get rewarded. And I, I expect you're going to get what you're looking for, you know, but it is, you do have to do the work. You got to roll up your sleeves and you got to make some sacrifices and some adjustments be willing to learn, you know, participate and just stick with it. And if you're patient, good things happen. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Dan, what was the whole process worth it for you? A hundred percent. If I, if I could go back in my time machine, I would do this 
um, long before last spring. I would have done it years ago because this has been, I, I mean this from the depths of my soul. This has been one of the best decisions that I've made in my lifetime, you know, in terms of my personal health and growth and development and what it's setting me up for in the future. I have zero regrets. I would, I would recommend this program to anyone who's serious about getting results, being healthier and living a good life. I, I appreciate the kind words and, um, I'm very proud of you for, you know, trusting the process and sticking to it because I know how challenging it is. I know that different demons show up throughout the journey that we have to kind of deal with and confront to be able to continue to move forward. So I really, I, I applaud you. I applaud you and your partner and your wife for going through this together because it, it is so much better to go through this as a couple. Um, and yeah, man, just, I'm just really proud of you. I'm excited for us to meet in person next year. I'll invite you to the, to the workshops or whenever you're in LA, let me know. We'll do a there workout, eat some vegan sushi. That sounds great. I'm, I'm in. Beautiful. Well, same if you're, if you're ever in Michigan, same thing. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'm, st I'm, I'm stuck in the States, little, you know, a little insight, but by the time this episode goes live, it'll be a few weeks will have passed, but Ivy and I got our, our papers to get married. So we're getting married next Friday. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. So I will, I will be locked into the States for eight months at least until they process my stuff. So yeah, I'm going to travel around the States and kind of explore a little bit. Well, good. What a good that's a great opportunity for you. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to say again, thank you for jumping on the show. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate it, comment, depending on which platform you're listening on. If you do want more information on how we've been able to help Dr. Dan and all their amazing members, there's a link down below for you to book your free call, which is the same process that Dr. Dan went through. Basically, we want to identify where you're at, what you want to accomplish, what are things that are limiting you, and see if we'd be a good fit to work together so you can get incredible results in the new year. So links down below, book your free call. And everyone, thank you very much for listening. Do it, people. You'll, you won't regret it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate the podcast as it helps us grow and spread our message. And if you know this will help and resonate with someone, be sure to send it their way so that they can have the opportunity to level up their life as well.